0: I'm inviting you to join me in real time on my personal journey of representing professional basketball players, traveling the world, and continuously finding ways to battle through the adversity in this competitive industry. The goal is to share as many secrets as I can to help you along your own path to success. Welcome back to another edition of Sports Business Secrets. Today, we're talking with Head of National Federations and Youth Sport with FIBA Europe, Radmila Turner. And for those who don't know Radmila, she's originally from Bulgaria and she studied sports management and coaching, uh, then became a professional basketball player for about 10 years. Uh, where she participated in multiple FIBA World Championship Games and in and, uh, and the 1988 Olympics. She then spent some time coaching and working with England basketball, and now she's back with FIBA Europe. So we are very lucky to have her on today to learn a little bit more. So welcome.
1: Thank you, Kevin. I'm glad to be with you today.
0: So I usually like my uh, let my guests uh, that come on tell the listeners a little bit about them, so maybe you could just give a brief kind of summary on on your upbringing and and when basketball started playing an impact in your life.
1: So I, I was lucky in a way because uh, I played in my country uh, basketball and in general uh, many other sports in a period where sport really was a very high priority with excellent provision and organization. Uh, and also, I grew up in Sofia and my local club was one of the biggest multi sport clubs in the country, Tesica, where if you know football, Christos Stoiczko, I also played for, for that club. It was walking distance from my house, so uh, basically I started to play uh, basketball and volleyball at the same time, about age 11, so the, the first year of secondary school. Uh, and I was again. I had excellent coaches uh, in both sports, but then at some point I decided on basketball. It was a little bit more dynamic and uh, kind of suited my personality better. And then I progressed through the ranks pretty fast because we're a small nation, and kids uh, with similar physicality like me were not uh, all that many. I was skinny and very tall for my age and uh, moved pretty well, so. Uh, I progressed fast in uh, the following three, four years. Uh, I uh, started to play not just for my club in the older categories, but also uh, started to travel internationally a lot and was involved with the national team from a very young age 13, 14. Uh, so I played at all age groups, European championships uh, from the under 16 level and up. And uh, by the age of 18, I was already with the winners' national team. Uh, And this helped me a lot because the coach at the time, uh, he he was very successful. He had two Olympic medals uh, with the national team. He really supported the new talent a lot. So he invested a lot in players like myself and some of the teammates who are similar age and used our generation to like modernize the national team. So we we got uh, a lot of court time when still in this tender age, uh, 17, 18, 19. Uh, We won uh, various medals from European championships, and also we played a lot of minutes in world championships. I was only 19, and I played huge minutes in Brazil in the world championships at the time, where we finished sixth. So, yes, it was a pretty good and fast career, uh, and then uh, by the time the Seoul Olympics came, uh, again, we did well, there. could have done better, we finished fifth. And then we received finally the permission to actually be able to travel and play overseas. Until then, we were not allowed to do that. So the majority of us left. And that's when I moved to UK. I got married. And then I also worked in Greece and in many other places since. But my playing days, I just decided to stop at that point uh, because clearly with the family, it was more difficult. And I just played for fun, basically. But professionally, right. I kind of slowed down little. Really.
0: That's great. And 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 again, you know, I, I appreciate you going over your entire play, playing career. Obviously, you had a, a great level of success, and I don't want to just um, skip over that. But as you transitioned towards the end of your career, I think obviously it was kind of a door opening for what you're doing now. Right. So so you're obviously working for FIBA Europe now. Can you explain to the listeners a little bit what your role is now?
1: So I have multiple responsibilities. Uh, It's mainly focused on development of various programs and projects. So my number one priority is working with the national federations, and this is across the board from working with them on their structures on their programs and projects, uh, then of course uh, focus on youth development as you know we do a lot for youth in europe with the multiple european championships every summer so we try to help them to build the proper structures and develop talent we do focus on uh, also the challenges related to youth talent uh, specifically to migration to different places quality of that etc i also manage uh, the medical care and anti-doping and this is very much exactly coming from a player point of view and also from a person who managed national teams in the English and other federations previously, I uh, kind of took this out of our events and competitions team because duty of care for the players is hugely important, especially if we want them to come from a club to a national team program we have to guarantee. uh, Excellent conditions and care, so this is where I focused a lot of attention in the last 10 years of building really proper structures and now we are in covid situation this this does become even more important so yes overall it's really a national federations development and a lot of programs related to education as well and yeah uh, taking care of the players programs
0: yeah yeah we're going to dive into education here soon but you mentioned the challenges like related to uh to youth development so what are some of the challenges that that you've seen at different um Either federations have, or just youth players all across of Europe. What are some of those challenges that that kids so face? So I will kind
1: of separate this into in two parts. One is what are the challenges for for the federations, and the other what are the challenges for, if you like, the young players and even the parents and etc. So from federation standpoint, there are a lot of challenges. The first one is who is actually responsible for the players' development. Uh, very, from the federation standpoint, you really would like to have a great system and then to have excellent people working in that system to have good provision across the board. But of course, the federations do not dictate uh, this at national level. Uh, quite often in basketball, especially we rely on access to facilities. We rely in uh, a quality of coaching at certain areas. And of course, geographically, this is not always easy. Uh, to do, and then again it's also economic issues in some cases can kids uh, young players get to a venue where they can access excellent coaching etc safety issues data protection issues there are many, many others, and of course. Do they have to sacrifice school in order to uh, give to give more time to basketball, especially if they have travel time and all the rest of it, so there are a lot of those and of course finances are important here as well, Uh, you know, but facilities are hugely important in the quality of coaching. Then when you look on the other side from the player's point of view, uh, and of course their families again is, uh, what is the best for my child? Most parents, including mine, would always tell me, sport is only up for for some years, play it, enjoy it, but you need education, you need training, you need to know what your profession will be, you need security. Uh, So, you know, in a way, who actually uh, helps them to choose the right thing? Uh, because especially in this uh, day and age, there are too many different uh, people that are trying to give the best advice. Uh, many of them are really positive, but there are quite a lot that are not so positive, especially around the talented young players. Uh, so this is where it's really tricky to to balance this all, and this is where. Uh, the importance of being aware knowing where to find the right information who can best advise you to have the mutual respect also to the people that discover you and put you in a good program so when you move to uh, for example a top level club you don't forget where you started from uh, to have uh, the, these kind of structures it's important and we do work with the federations to do that but of course being international federation you're sort of a hat on top you don't have direct access to the players neither is your role to actually go directly and teach them you just have to help uh, the process
0: yeah i mean that was a fantastic answer and obviously for those who are listening that don't understand it's it's a challenging time for for basketball everywhere especially european basketball because there's just there's so many different uh issues that you know go on in each country it's hard to manage it And, and, and that's the same thing that happens here in the states too to your second part is you know, you have talented young athletes who, A, don't necessarily understand that basketball is not everything. It's a big part of it, but it's not everything. B, you have many different people pulling their arms in different directions. So, you know, how do you really uh, stabilize a solid crew around them is the big challenge. And so it it seems like it's a great transition into the timeout program because that's kind Mm -hmm. of part of what that does on the education part. So can you tell can you tell uh, tell me about the timeout program? What it is, what the purpose is, and and why it was started?
1: So basically, a few years ago, uh, we were looking to start a project uh, with Erasmus Plus, uh, mainly focused on education, uh, and we we brainstormed thinking, what exactly should we target with that? Of course, when you when you go for programs like this you have to jump to certain hoops. You do not have the complete freedom uh, to choose any topic you like. But because we were already exploring ideas as what to do on, uh, for, for the players that are already towards the end of their career that have contributed years to their national teams. Uh, And clearly, even uh, when, for example, half of them had some education, even university degree in in some cases, this is already semi redundant because it happened 10-15 years ago. So, you know, by the time they they come into their mid 30s, finishing their career, they're already 10 years behind uh, some of their university colleagues who already uh, kind of developed in that career so we started to brainstorm in that and at the end we decided with the support of our secretary general to go forward uh, with a program uh, which focused on dual career for, for basketball players for elite basketball players who are towards the end of their career and looking for help to transition so to build skills etc. So then in my background of working with many of those players and also working in UK for a long time, I was aware that there were already a couple of, so for example, one university that' already developed a program for business studies especially targeting entrepreneurship, but from the leadership and management standpoint, uh, they they pilot that with rugby players in UK. So I thought this could be very interesting for us to uh, perhaps integrate as a ready-made program, just adjusted to basketball. Uh, Of course, the FIBA manager, a lot of uh, them are interested to work around the basketball competitions, events, management of leagues, uh, GMs, that kind of thing. So we thought uh, we had a brand new platform set up for the World Cup, mainly focusing on competition and organization of events. We thought this would be excellent as another component. And of course, for me, a very important component was also the mentoring. Uh, Again, it was a program in UK called Talent Athlete uh, Scholarship Scheme that had a certificate, which basically uh, is a uh, program specifically training people to become mentors of elite athletes, not just basketball players, but elite athletes. So we outsourced them as well. And this uh, basically created the three tier education program leadership and management in business, uh, FIBA manager, and the TAUS, uh, which was the athlete mentoring program. And we basically opened this to the national federations as we always do. We, we work through the national federations to nominate one male and one female player, elite players. Uh, they had to be over a certain age. Of course, uh, the, the whole idea is that these are people who are transitioning, uh, you know, or looking to transition. They could be still playing like we already had a few uh, and we have even now in the second edition, but of course they're the people who are looking to kind of get this training and already have a plan uh, to go forward, and we entered 80 players in the program. So this is basically how it all started back in 2017.
0: That's fantastic. so, so I, have, I have two questions. One, one follow up question is who, if there's somebody listening to this that is a, a current professional player, um, and they want to start thinking about that transition, whether they're one year in or five years, or they're on their way out and they say, "Hey, basketball's fun, but I want to, I want to think about my post career." post playing career is this something they can apply for like what would you recommend them to to reach out to find more like is this for anyone or especially especially um, american players playing overseas
1: yeah so basically for for us because we have federation of federations we always have to go through our european 50 national federations because the whole idea is that again it's a european union uh, co-funded program so the idea is that they will nominate some of the most deserving Players that they feel should go forward. Of course, there are certain requirements. You have to be fluent in English, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, you have certain things that you have to meet as a criteria. Uh, okay, I'm opening bracket here that we are now working towards developing those outside of the scope of just timeout, which clearly is just one program. But uh, stepping back, uh, what I would like to, to build, and this is where you'll talk to Bokin Akbar and others. The whole idea is that we don't want to run everything centrally just through FIBA Europe, where we clearly are limited with a few places here and there and becomes too selective. What we'd like to achieve is to raise the awareness and to start through the players that are coming out of the program and the emphasis on this matter. to their federations, secretary generals, and other important partners, including in the commission, we would like to actually push this matter further so that there are a lot of opportunities at all levels, and they don't have to be just in English language. For example, in France, you should have a lot of options in French, uh, in, in Spain, in Spanish, et cetera. So what I would say to the players is do your research. In comparison to my generation, and I was one of the lucky ones in my country, we had at the time this dual career option. So I was full-time athlete, professional playing, constantly traveling like the players now. But we had the flexible education where twice per year, I had this intensive three weeks where I get all the key informations, workshops and everything in one block. And then I just do my exams. This was before the online learning and all this. So this is what we are pushing for now. What are you doing for these people to have flexibility? Not just with the online learning, But, for example, they have more time in the summer, can they do some of the practical sessions in the summer months or outside of their season, and this is of course we're working now with football and other sports It's not just valid for basketball. The majority of the team sports have during the summer months opportunities to actually you know enhance some of the learning, so I would say. Do you research, ask people that were in these programs, what is opening? Do you have a group of people that can go and talk to an academic institution and negotiate maybe opportunities for yourself? Who can support you also financially to do that? But it's also important, invest in your future. Uh, You know, go and volunteer. I would like to see what the GM does, for example. This is why my, my thinking behind the timeout was, these people potentially are general managers of a club. So they need business understanding, uh, you know, how business works, they need leadership and management training, how to build teams to understand their own leadership skills. They need to know what a sports event uh, is and how it operates. And they need, of course, to mentor athletes and to work with stakeholders. So when you think about all these components, this is what about, what is all about. So I would say to the, to the people, just, just that you also have to evaluate yourself and know what your strengths are, not just what your dream is, do I have the qualities actually to do a job like that? And what can I do to develop those? Uh, you know, so I, I would say it's know yourself and know what you want to achieve is the number one.
0: Yeah, that's that's fantastic. And, and then the second question was, and you kind of answered it, but you know, so are you so you're partnering with universities or you know, for somebody listening, hey, you know, can they do this to get a further education or a master's degree, or is it more just learning the skill sets and the mentorship?
1: So basically, with the first program, what we negotiated with university, and again, this is the tricky part when you work with so many people coming from so many different backgrounds. Uh, Basically, I negotiated with the university center a certain entry level. And of course, you had to have, uh, uh, you know, certificate for English language. In other cases, uh, some of them uh, who were in NCA did not get their final degree, and you had that to actually submit it for the next. So basically, that's also another advice chase your paperwork, make sure you have all certificates and everything ready in case you need it. But basically, this is always the tricky part as far as uh, submission and, and kind of starting a program and going forward with that. Uh, what we did though is we negotiated certain level, like couple of tiers, if you like those, that start just with high school and obviously can go to certain level within the life of the program. And others who already have higher level education who started at high level. And then at the end of the program, they, they get certificates and qualification for all of those things. They get the FIBA manager with everything they have learned in that. They get obviously the TALS and the other. Uh, actually, this TALS certificate is an official qualification recognized in Europe for mentoring. So you can actually earn money of being a, like a life coach, lifestyle coach for athletes. Uh, But what some of them did at the end of the program, we also offered them the opportunity to continue to a master degree. And in in cases like Bokhi uh, bachelor degree in in leadership and management in business, and they uh, funded themselves this last year, and they actually uh, took the extra step. So they just continue beyond the life of the project. So there are options out there. And in 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 some cases, we had two French students who actually went, to the business school of Paris, and they just told them, okay, you just need to do in addition to that couple of more courses, and you get the master here. So you know there are alternatives uh, to that.
0: Yeah, that now that's great. That's great, and 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 uh, you know I think you you went really in depth about what the program is about, but I guess you can give people maybe a sneak peek on from your experience as well, though. What are some things outside of, of course, maybe going to the timeout program or something similar that current players should be focused on during their career?
1: I think that everybody should think uh, and have a plan. And if you, I mean, I sent to our players a very nice video. You can find it on uh, YouTube, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm sure that many people will listen to him, but this is really a great 15 minute video where he's talking about his career and saying, okay, a day is twenty four hours. What do you do in these twenty four hours? Uh, and then he goes down breaking his time when he was just a, a worker in construction in Vienna and just weightlifting and educating himself and doing all those things. That when you break these twenty four hours, you can always find at least one hour every day to work on yourself. The question is what you do with this one hour. Do you just browse internet? Or do you say, okay, I will read 20 minutes or I will work on whatever skill I would like to work so I'm more competent. Uh, And this is what I would advise the players, make sure that you are kind of uh, following your dream and your direction, especially if you set the plan. Yes, I would like to, X number of years and uh, uh, get certain qualification and be a pro but then by the age of 35 I would like to for example become a general manager or assistant general manager or I would like to be a businessman so what do you do between 25 and 35 volunteer some of your time go and shadow somebody who does that job pick a model that you want to kind of follow learn ask questions Uh, And just kind of improve your skills. This is extremely important and comes very handy when you really want to move to the next level. Uh, When people already know uh, your ambitions, your desire, and there are plenty of people out there who can help you and give you advice, but don't leave it until the last minute when you decide in, in January, I'm not going to play next season, and then it's all this panic, what do I do? people give you a certain role just because of your name in many cases, but you are not ready for it. You don't have the skills and you, you know, it, it's a really very bad moment. You feel uncomfortable when you're not capable of delivering that. So this is my advice to them, plan your future, t- try things because you may think that certain job, for example, working event is fantastic, but when you go and try it on couple of summers and you see how much work goes behind it, and how stressful it is. You may say, that's not for me. I'll prefer to do something else. Still stay close to the sport, you know. So, you know, just basically work towards that and ask many questions.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. I mean, something that I, I tell my guys now and really anybody that I can talk to is you have to open doors now. I mean, if you wait to think about it until you're done playing, it's you're going to be behind. And so that's essentially what the entire timeout program is about. Exactly. But now, you have to use your resources now and use the time and the platform that you have now. To open doors for the rest of your life, because you have, as an athlete, you have certain advantages right now that you won't have when you're not an athlete. So, so exactly. it's super, super important to take advantage of it. So, that's great. And 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 so, what are uh, I know you touched on some earlier, but to wrap up here, what are some exciting new projects that you guys have going on at FIBA, and and some things that you're going to expand to in the coming years?
1: So, we are now uh, coming towards the final six months of the timeout to zero program, and again, we have a, an excellent group of players. Uh, The the important thing here is that even in COVID times, where we had to kind of reduce, if you like, the fun things of the program, which is uh, getting the students together, being in a major event together, socializing a lot more here, we had to do the majority of the things until now online, they're extremely committed. So we are coming towards the end of that. We'll get together in Strasbourg during the Women's Eurobasket. We have three of our students playing in that championship and going potentially to the Olympics, which will be exciting. And then uh, we would like to follow this. Uh, we already are working on, a we call it the academic partners hub program. This is again, part of this project. The idea is to get, Uh, Universities that could provide opportunities for for basketball players and work with us on exactly the things I mentioned before, Uh, flexible education, perhaps scholarships in some places, etc. We are developing this program and hopefully by the end of the year we'll have at least six, seven universities in that uh, already committed, which is already a start. And also we announced this is at HQ level uh, working, uh, this is also a work between us and the Players Commission of FIBA. It's like a continuation of this program where uh, we'll have a FIBA, it's it's, uh, like a training for player mentors. So each federation will nominate a male and a female and they will start later this year. Uh, Training uh, with the view that these people then go to their countries and they develop programs for all uh, athletes, all basketball players from young age to the senior level, exactly on those matters uh, to basically strengthen them. So, this is all linked to, if you like, players' programs uh, in the future.
0: <clears throat> uh, that's exciting. Well, th- this was amazing. I know I learned a lot and, and I know the, the the listeners definitely learned a, a lot about what you do and more about the timeout program. Uh, but before we officially wrap up, I like to end it with the sports business lightning round. So I'm going to fire some questions at you and you have to answer the first thing that comes to your mind.
1: Oh my. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot here. Ready? Yeah. Favorite color? Blue. The most points you've ever scored in your career.
1: 39.
0: Pizza or pasta? Pizza. MJ or LeBron?
1: MJ, every time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One of the coolest cities that you've ever been to in the world.
1: Gosh, I've been to so many, but I love Sydney.
0: Mm, That's a good one. What is something that you're really bad at?
1: I'm bad at singing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Very bad at singing. Me too. what is one of your biggest strengths
1: i guess my social skills i'm friendly and open to people
0: who are three people that have helped you tremendously in your life
1: clearly my family uh then i would say my first coach extremely important and also i guess my best friends these three are crucially
0: important yes good What was your first ever job?
1: Well, I volunteered a lot, so that's a positive thing. But my first ever job was lecture at university in coaching science.
0: (laughs) Nice. If you could have a superpower, what would it be?
1: Well, uh, I don't want to sound like everybody for the world peace, but I surely would like people to feel free and move around and not be afraid of neither war nor virus. So that I would like, perhaps health and freedom are the most, the most precious thing is freedom.
0: I love that one. That's a great answer. If you could trade jobs with any single person in the world, in any industry, just for one week to live like them, who would that be?
1: Uh, no, that's a tricky one. Uh, let me think. I guess it depends on the mood. Sometimes when I'm on a roll and I want to deliver a lot of things, I would like to be like uh, Bill Gates and do a lot of good. So in a way, you would like to be financially relaxed so you can go and even mm. develop things that you would like. I think is that sometimes of course you say why can't i sing like that person or why th- why can't i dunk like lebron or whatever but i guess in most cases yes to have the freedom probably the ability to go and be free and just do positive things as you as you feel so that's yeah probably bill gates i would say maybe not yeah, that- not at this moment but <laughs>
0: fair enough fair enough but yeah that's a good one too I, I i wish that i could dunk like lebron a lot of times in my life um, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: and and uh last one here if you could turn back time and talk to 18 year old radmila what would you tell her
1: i would just say be less emotional and just take every day as it comes but keep your direction and your ambitions and your goals the same way i think sometimes if you're overly emotional Uh, this could actually impede your progress, Uh, so you have to really just keep that intact.
0: Without a doubt, that's that's great. Well, well, you did well on the sports business landing round. That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for taking your time and coming on and teaching people. And uh, hopefully, here maybe uh, maybe this summer, who knows? Uh, or, or if not, into the fall, I'll come over and we'll be able to have a have a cup of coffee and watch some basketball and, and and help some young athletes along their career.
1: Definitely. And all I can say in the meantime is they can just Google and find the timeout program and also go to the players' corner at Hiba. Uh, on the FIBA website, it's a lot of useful videos, short videos there with some of top players just giving advice on everything from finances to managing your time. Just just uh, listen to it and learn.
0: Definitely, <laughs> I'll share those. I'll I'll share those links as well. Thanks again.
1: Take care. All the best. Bye bye.
0: thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could give it a rating and a review on Apple podcasts. And if you're feeling really crazy, you can even share it on social media. As always, if there's a topic you want me to talk about further or a guest you would love to hear on the podcast, just shoot me a message on social media at Kevin Tarka. Thanks again. And I'll see you here tomorrow morning on Sports Business Secrets.